the podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to man, beer, and family. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes achieving outstanding pairings, and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I am your host, Dominic Toretto. (laughs) With me as always... Jacob Toretto. (laughs) Joe Hillier. And special guest... Recent fast convert, my uh, lovely wife, and best friend, and roommate, and all of those things. What's her name? Kylie. Hello, hello. <laughs> Return I guest. I didn't say my name. <laughs> Return guest. You, you introduce yourself. I introduce myself. I'm Kylie Cooper. There it is. Brand new Fast and Furious fanatic. 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 Um, you can hear her on our Netflix Oscar bait episode where we talked about Bird Box, Roma. Oh, yeah. And what was the That was a long third time ago. Was that Buster Scruggs? Buster Scruggs, Buster Scruggs, yeah. That, that was the Buster yeah. Another good Western. Um, Three movies in oh, one episode. Yeah. Shit, I have to edit that That was out. a big episode. That was a big episode. That was a fun one. We did not yeah. watch Roma. <laughs> <laughs> we watched part of that it. That was the big scandal of that episode was that we did not watch Roma. No. Uh, a fully formed opinion given professionally. But he didn't even watch the movie. Well, it's, we've discussed a great deal about in the theater. So versus never streaming. go back to stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, there's a lot of reasons. All right, uh, what's going? What's going on here, guys? Dude, I mean, we're, we should drink a beer, then we should talk about a movie. Where's the beer? What's right. What's happening? Well, I you mean, can we have, can have any, you can have any beer you want today. Do it on this Paul episode, Walker, David. Do it in Paul Walker. No, it's Dom that says it's it. It's Dom who says it. I can't yeah. do. I, I'm not. I'm no Vin Diesel. I can't. I can't do it. But you know, <laughs> we could actor. be drinking any David, beer that we want. You can do anything as long as you have family. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it's Corona. In this case, we know. I mean, this was this was Joe's sort of a. a time. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's not going to drink it out of the bottle. Except, oh, should we drink it out of the bottle? I, come on, that's how I'm they do it in the series. The yeah. It would so, feel wrong to not. You know, established very early on in the Fast and the Furious franchise or Fast and Furious franchise, um, Corona is the beer. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is from that very first film, what we see them drinking, what is actually name checked in the film. And, and we have, you know, Dom telling Brian that this is what he's going to be drinking at this party. So how could we possibly I mean, it's almost a crime that we've reviewed a Fast and Furious presents film mm. without drinking Corona, Corona already. Corona is part of the family. So... Yeah. That's, a, that's a spinoff, though, so I'll give us a pass for that one. Okay, yeah. fair enough. We'll put your beer so we can cheers it in they the middle know. like they do at the barbecue in at least one and nine. Cheers, family. And right. in every other movie. Good family. <laughs> that's right. This does feel like a family affair right now. When Carlos said, hey, Kylie might want to sit in on this episode... I mean, it just felt so right. It's like, how how could we not have her at the table for this most auspicious is better out of the bottle virtual the barbecue um, as, as we sit down and talk about really the bookends of the series, although I have a feeling we're going to be talking about the franchise in the general. Um, but, but, you know, today our, our real goal is to start out talking about this first Fast and the Furious film, The Fast and the Furious. 20 years ago. Which is crazy. 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 And they all look the exact same. 
to by and large, you know, honestly, Michelle part, Rodriguez has not aged a day. Hardly. I mean, like, she, I don't think Jordana Brewster really has either. No, you're right. Vin, I can see a little bit I of could age. Too. Vin ebbs and flows as the franchise goes. Like, there's a couple where he gets a little chunky and then he tones back up again. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not even that he's, like, gotten a punch or anything. It's more just, like, the lines and the skit. Like, That's right. it is, yeah, you know, I look, right. at, I look at 2001 Dom and I can definitely tell it's a younger Dom than two. 2021, but yeah. where I guess technically 2019, I guess is when they were 18, filming it. I think was it? It was supposed to. Or filming? no, no, you're right. 19, 19, yeah. 19, 19. It was I supposed s- to come out in 2020. I saw The Fast and the Furious in uh, theaters, and I remember very specifically the marketing, which was that this is a raw, gritty, real look at the street racing scene that really exists across America mm-hmm. and it's starring these hot young sexy actors who had done a little bit of work prior to now I, I very much remember it yeah it I, similar to you Joe I, re, I remember the the discussion around this film um, and, and to I guess tee it up a little bit you know so it is it, it's sort of the original concept with this first film was let's plunge the viewers into this underground street racing scene that exists in various large cities um in fact i think if, if i remember correctly reading a little bit of back uh story on this rob cohen had kind of heard about maybe new york had a scene but here we're kind of seeing the west coast yeah. version of that um where, where you have these people who are doing these kind of illegal street races, but that, you know, a lot of them, because they're so into cars and stuff, might be into these other things, too. And so, you know, the story built here is that we have this undercover cop played by Paul Walker. Um, the character's name is Brian, who is going undercover to infiltrate this scene because there is a an expectation that some of the people involved in it are probably also involved in these pretty elaborate sort of truck heists that are going on. And we see one of them depicted right at the beginning of the film, so that kind of sets us up. And then we're plunged into the world where Paul Walker is trying to kind of make his way. He very quickly becomes close with uh, Dominic Toretto, who's played by Vin Diesel, and his crew... This is post-Pitch Black, right? Correct? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in post saving private Ryan for that matter. Sure. Yeah. Um, so he gets involved with them and starts to really develop some genuine interest in the, or, or you know, the companionship that the, there seems to be a friendship going well, on Dominic there. Dominic has a hot sister. He Let's does. Be honest. He does. Right. <laughs> Jordana Brewster, Mia Toretto is, you know, the, the, uh, the love interest for, for, uh, the Brian character. And that's sort of too close to that girl. Ain't you? <laughs> Tuna's not that into. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was, that even struck me at the time as like a very off color kind of joke thing that was going on there, which I didn't seem as off color now, <laughs> but at the time I really thought it was kind of a gross metaphor. They were doing anyway, uh, ne- never even struck me as a metaphor until about 30 seconds ago. It definitely did at the time, but I think it was just where my mind that was just goes. locker room talk. Yeah. That's just cop talk. <laughs> So, sure. so you know, he, he gets close with this, but then realizes that the crew is, in fact, part of what? A family. Yeah, doing this. So yeah, so, they, so, there, so you, you get the, uh, the, this inner turmoil of, I'm a cop, I'm supposed to be 
monitoring and reporting back, and yet these people who I'm becoming close to, you know, I'm uh, I'm feeling a little bit. Well, they have values. They have values. They have, there's a there's an honor code. code among yeah. them. Yeah, that you know that maybe I think. Sure. Oh, yeah. So, David, you haven't fucking once mentioned the badass cars and car <laughs> oh, Well, no, I mean, but the, Dude. okay, it's you're right. You're right. I mean, so I was going more for plot, but yes, I mean, the real draw here is you're seeing badass cars souped up uh-huh. you know versions of 90s cars for the most part in, in 2000 right like that was interesting to me but was, i don't I, I know shit well you need a few years to like understand what you can do with to a juice up a car a, sure. to get it to that level the supra right that was brian's he had the supra the blue the supra, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, big, the, big tail fin the supra was the orange one at the end okay the, yeah it was a mitsubishi eclipse what was that the was one driving. that shows up at the end never mind yeah, it was in a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Okay. And it was green. But you're right, Joe. I mean, the, the cars are as much the stars of the this cars, film the guts as of the cars, Vin Diesel the hoods, or Paul Walker or Michelle Rodriguez. The hot that chicks matter. that bend over the hoods as <laughs> yeah. the camera zooms. Or that are just hanging out, um, you know, well, tempting Ja Rule. You have to put your ass way up in the air, by the way, when you use a rag to clean a car, I learned. In yeah. This <laughs> Form is important. <laughs> rag down, ass up. <laughs> but, See, this is what family does. To me. <laughs> That's right. It is a very uh, hypersexualization is very much a active part in, of the first, especially film. in the first film. It's especially in the first, yeah, film. It, it does cool off after that. Yeah, it does. I, I think that they were purposely trying to make a splash with this first film, and I don't know yeah. if they had the franchise in mind, the notion of where this franchise goes. Most certainly not. But it was let's make some money with sexy guys, sexy cars, sexy chicks. Uh, and there and, are some sexy guys. And a lot movie. of insurance. Sure. guys. And, and turns a, out car racing is sexy too. And the attempt at yeah. action. And the notion that when you have nitrous oxide buttons on your steering wheel, you have to have a label that tells you, the driver, what you're about to push. Yeah. But continue. <laughs> no, it's important. Co written by David Ayer? Yeah. Anybody? Right? Tax Anybody? collector? <laughs> I didn't know that until. Yesterday. I feel like didn't that come up when we were talking about tax collector that he this was one of the remember. early triumphs of his uh, if Carlos had career to do with it it would have come up because he was so horny for this episode and has been for weeks <laughs> still am uh, I, I, if we did talk about it I did not remember because when I saw his name in the opening credits uh, you were surprised I was like David Ayer I mean it makes sense it kind of fits his whole. Th- like thing i feel right, like underground know, gritty underground yeah. there's a cop involved you yeah know, kind of thing. yeah yeah uh, crime you know that's like his whole shtick training day end of watch yeah even tax collector to a certain degree i mean yeah. it all fits into that that kind of thing um but i'll say this up top the that product that they are delivering is exactly where the filmmaker needs to film goer needs to be to really enjoy this film i am here for a ride i want Mm -hmm. to see hot guys hot girls hot cars and if you can put an action film into it then that's why i am here and i remember at the time that this film came out that the car community loved it fell in love loved Mm -hmm. it and every single sequel that came out after Mm -hmm. that i remember car shows at theaters and I think the police community in our country would say that this film led to a rise in illegal street activity. You know, street the, racing. It, yeah, it, it romanticized and and sent out 
a, a real culture that really existed. Now, I don't know if this film captures it well. I'm sure we'll talk about that. It seems like it does. I mean, I worked with several guys that were part of a street racing crew uh, when I was in high school, and I worked at Whataburger. And really? They worked, yeah, they worked overnight shifts. Uh, when I when I worked the overnight shift, I worked with these guys, um, largely because on their days off, they were out all night street racing, you know? and So they were on that schedule anyway. They were on that schedule anyway. Uh, when they were working, the whole street racing crew showed up at the Whataburger that I worked at at like four in the morning, and, you know, they all had loud, souped-up cars, mostly imports, mm-hmm. um, and there was lots of neon lights. Uh their cars had the decals of whatever team they rode with and um they weren't boosting tv dvd combo <laughs> uh, at least as far at least as far as i that know. is fun to see though Those when, when you go back, back and you watch this one and you're like seeing that what it was they were boosting yeah. it's like this stuff would be worth nothing now. Like nothing, you, you yeah. could literally dump this. Maybe in if it was a VHS a and TV combo, it might like be worth. Well, throughout the yeah. franchise, they up the stakes. They, they, do. they have the stakes. They do, yeah. One thing that was like from this first movie that was iconic for the time was the driving under the eighteen wheeler. That was oh, yeah. like that was a huge like forget m- that it had visual been moment. Smokey and the Bandit, but, but uh, there are certainly some homages. That was, I mean, but that was what you saw. I mean, that was yeah. the most sizzling part of the trailer and the part that people were like, whoa, and yeah. like talked about all the time, you know? Right. Um, it was definitely like a, I mean, there was, as far as American film goes, there's pre and post The Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Did you see this when you were like young? I did not. I had friends that I two friends specifically come to mind that were obsessed with this franchise, but I mean, two thousand one, I was what in your six kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> David and I are going to begin. So to I cry. definitely <laughs> didn't watch this movie <laughs> as, as what makes this a child. So but like, although but, when, as as a recently graduated uh, or recent college graduate, I did actually bring a group of kindergartners to see this with me. <laughs> that was just. Sure. Well, little I would, footnote. <laughs> no, I, I mean, not. I, I mean, while yeah. my 30th high school reunion is coming up, I can tell you exactly what theater I saw this in. Yeah. And I got into my sensible vehicle and drove home. Uh, yeah. I, it, what, I definitely wasn't old enough to see this in the theater or at sequel. Maybe. Maybe not even the third one either. But was I Vin do- Diesel a thing? Like to you? Yeah, but At not because age. of this movie. Not to me. Yeah. But not because of this movie. Um, but uh, the one I watched the most actually was Too Fast, Too Furious. But me and my friends in middle school, we were always like. Which has no Vin. No let's, Vin. Let's just put it out there, no, folks. No, 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 no. no. And, which, which we'll talk about How more later. How do they think they'd make a dollar? But. Is there? Th- let me ask you, and this is maybe going to. Add, nobody has been in every single one of these films. Right? No. Everybody's dipped out at some point. Vin dipped or out for the second Michelle and the third. Rodriguez well, no, he came up in the third as a cameo. Yeah, yeah. I don't count that, though. Um, but Vin, so Vin wasn't a thing to me because of this, because Too Fast and Furious was the one I watched the most, because me and my friends like loved that movie, probably because of Ludacris. I was going to say, uh, I think that's when I became aware of it, was because of Ludacris, yeah. and I was probably listening to Ludacris like, in fifth grade. I don't Who know. wasn't? <laughs> uh, move, bitch, get out the way. Exactly. You know? Uh, <laughs> I, look, 
<laughs> first couple ludicrous records so many hits Slaps. so uh, many i hits. you know i still kick myself i didn't drive out to kingsville to see him when he was Same. there just a few years ago Same. i saw him at college station once which believe it or not he came to oh i believe it <laughs> hey he came to kingsville I mean, <laughs> came, the frats got money and a lot of a lot of those dudes will just go wherever you pay them. Yeah. I mean, if they have their price, and if you pay it, they'll go. They're there, they'll yeah. They'll go. A fucking chameleon air played in College Station, too. This isn't necessarily what you're talking about, but as a first-time viewer, seeing all of these films consecutively in, like, 30 days um, holds up. The the first one, like 100% The Fast up. and the Furious holds up. 20 years later. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think anything Wholesale. aged like let's, let's, hardcore. Let's just quickly get into that. The TV DVD combo. I mean, aside maybe. from that, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like, I Ted think, Levine is in this film too, by the way. Yes. I think our conversation will get more interesting in the second half when we talk about the, the saga and then F9. Yeah. Uh, I saw one through three, and David, you saw one and two. But you guys... The one and nine. We watched all of them. Y'all watched them all on purpose for the purposes of talking about them today. I missed sure. one. Which one did I miss? Fast and Furious. Why? 2009. Why? Because... I think I just wasn't home. Was that the fourth? That was the fourth. Because I... was on a schedule and you... I came home early... Um, from a night out and didn't have anything to do and so I was like well I'm just gonna watch just this just knock out two hours and I, I, family didn't mean anything to him <laughs> well actually Ooh, wow. the reason that I watched that one without her was because largely as a community the fast fans consider it the worst okay and so I figured not a pivotal I, I had not seen it I had not seen Fast and Furious when it came out I do very specifically remember it coming out and the franchise being rebooted, and I found it hilarious that their reboot of the franchise was just dropping the articles from the name of the first film. <laughs> and, and so I, I thought that was funny. And then I remember going to the movies to see something completely different in 2009. I would have been like a junior in high school, maybe had just started my senior year. No, a junior, because it would have come out in the summer. Um, and pulling up to see funny people probably or, or <laughs> something like that and they're just being a ton of cars in the parking right lot. so loud i, I got it neon that. lights yeah souped up like the whole nine there's dozens of I, them. i'm corpus christi's vin diesel thank you very much <laughs> because i because <laughs> it's one of those car owners one right. of those car owners definitely thinks that and i oh and, i thought you were speaking personally <laughs> no, 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 no. yeah what are like, by my 2013 <laughs> Suburban? Joe, just, so. just because you're bald doesn't mean that you're Vin Diesel. Come on. <laughs> I'm keeping my shirt and my hat on. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this. So you, you got this first movie. I, I imagine that the sequel was in mind when they made this first one. I, I don't think that I it was. I, really I, don't don't know. Know. I agree. I think, I think this thought, was... That's uh, Hollywood. Hold on. Hollywood says... Not at if this, this time. Makes, I that, no, in 2001? I, I think Hollywood was... If this does well, we can do it. But there's sure. nothing about this film that feels like the story is open. Like we, they, like we're not left on an unresolved. I think it was a space that probably. No. I think the formula of this film and the formula of the birth. Well, this this whole franchise takes a weird turn, but the formula Disagree. was born not here. Weird. It was we need. <laughs> X explosions, X cars turning over in slow motion and yeah. getting wrecked, X number of races, uh -huh. X no, and then this level of plot, right? And that's so. 
what is the plot here? You know, what is the real plot of this? It's, it's the plot it's, is the turmoil of the undercover operative who's becoming sure. too close to his right. the subjects he's supposed to be surveilling. But we need car based set pieces. Yeah, and one of chases, them here yeah. is this eighteen uh, wheeler heist. Mm-hmm. Where uh, more than w- one. one of the minor players in the team gets uh, 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 harpooned through through and attached to the truck, mm-hmm. and they he, have to, they he have attaches to himself him. intentionally, right, and then gets wrapped up in it, right, and because the guy's shooting shotgun through his, you know, yeah, destroying his truck. Let's forget for a second that there are no other drivers on any California highway at this moment. <laughs> that the, the, the highways were just open for this stunt and no other cars interfered with anything that happened. Let's forget no, about that. No collateral damage. If there's one thing about this world is that there are no rules. It's true. <laughs> it, but that becomes... That also, is not glaringly obvious in this world. But true. it's like that's 6 a.m. when this is happening. When the, yeah. like, when, when yeah. the final it's chase... California yeah, that's highway true. That's true. That's okay, anyway, so... Maybe but it's like, a, it's like a rural California highway. Okay. Okay. A very rural California We will be highway. picking apart everything. David, I just want, just in case, you, we're, we're, we are face-to-face with two apologists <laughs> before we get started. I think you knew that coming in. Yeah, except that. Okay. Paul Walker can't act. Except that Paul Walker can't act in Paul this Paul Walker film. is John Wayne. We should really talk about John Wayne someday. <laughs> okay, wait, though. Wait. Really? Paul you think what? it's... I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know He's that I agree star. with that. No, I, no, no. Paul, I mean... Two different things, Carlos. I get where you're going, Paul Carlos, Walker cannot act I don't, in this film. I mean, we did have... Whenever we were re-watching it yesterday, we did have a moment of thinking... It was when he I can't was trying to like, buck up for a second. I think it was right before he initially races yeah. Dom. Hey man, like, I almost had you. He was like, it just was way too surfer, bro. Like okay. you couldn't. It yeah. felt like you couldn't take him seriously. I'm not suggesting we recast Paul Walker. He's fine. In rest this, his soul. May he for rest what in peace. it is, we will pour some of our R.I.P. King. For him. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, he I guess. can't act in this film. But I suppose but he we're watching a but film acting, acting would have been the serious. wrong move in this film. No, no, no. Yeah. He, I don't think there's. I don't think there's room delivering. for acting. He's not delivering lines in a way that doesn't take you out of the film. Often, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not as struck by it. I don't. don't, To me, what he does is right for this film, and I don't. I really, I don't know Paul Walker too much outside the. You never seen the franchises? (laughs) I haven't. He was in Varsity Blues. I think. I think I did see that. Have you seen Meet the Deedles? Oh, it's so good. You know, so to me, I don't know that that doesn't that doesn't bother me. I mean, this is so. I'm not the first one to say this. In fact. Going to see F9 at the Alamo Draft House, they did you know some great recap stuff before the before the film, and you know this is essentially Point Break, but instead of surf, we have the cars, cars. Mm -hmm. So you know, to me, that Paul Walker, Keanu Reeves, these are great comparison. Yeah, these are absolutely and also on the same level. This this was the point break. Point Break remake slash sequel that we needed, not the actual Point Break remake, right? Because what a pile of crap! Uh, this much better 
Chef's Kiss. So why doesn't somebody take Point Break and turn it into a franchise with as crazy an amount of insane Because Fast and Furious did it already. I know, right? But but it'd be fun to see somebody do it with surf culture, right? They get into like kite surfing and stuff and they start Surf culture had its moment in film in like the 2000s (laughs) and I feel like it's past now. Skate culture, how did Lori Petty get a hot girl role? But I digress. We'll talk about that in After Hours. Were there a lot of street racing movies before so. this like did uh, people explore this world before Smokey well, and the Bandit through history yeah certainly. I don't I don't think so in this Cannonball way not run. this version this culture because going back to what you were saying racing. of like do we think that they had this franchise in mind I feel like if anything it was more of an opportunity of like oh this is like this niche culture yes. that no one has really explored where, and, and I, that's, and, and I think right. and I think that's why I'm not they, thinking we can blow this into like 20 years later we'll all ex- still be doing exactly this. and which is exactly which was what I was going to rebut to Joe with is that there was no precedent mm. right you know there was nothing that maybe no precedent but well I just I just don't think there was a, there wasn't enough precedent and there wasn't enough of like a surefire formula that preceded this for them to make a film featuring completely new characters and unknown intellectual property that said, we know this is going to make a hundred times what it costs. And now we can turn it into a franchise. It yeah, was like, it was put, like, we can star power and cinematography and there's not star power in this movie though. There is not star power. in this movie. I think Vin Diesel, he was not a star. He was not a star. No, at this point he had been in saving private Ryan and pitch black. Yeah. That's it. No, I, I agree. He had I, not I think, done okay. anything right. star. He was, I mean, he was on the argue. ascendancy, but I don't think he was a bankable star. He, he, so didn't, he didn't ascend into a star. This this pushed him up. But John Blum might have been the most famous person I in the think film. so. I think so. <laughs> but Vin Diesel's slam dunk that turned him into a bona fide action movie star With was Triple X. Mm. This okay. one did it, and then Triple X was when like, when did Triple X come out? Okay. Okay. A few years after. Okay, so yeah. okay, let's continue the formula making. The ripping the blanket off of some new amazing car that makes the car guys and girls and the audience's jaw drop. Yeah. In this film, it is that 1970 char- Charger. Yeah. And now I want to own a 1970 <laughs> I also do. And prior to watching really? this, I would have said, like, anyone that drives that car is a asshole douchebag with a huge dick <laughs> but now you want to be tiny that dick asshole maybe I don't want to be that asshole but maybe I want to like date that I don't know asshole. you look at that <laughs> and throughout the franchise and certainly in the first couple of films there's this notion of like American muscle like um, like the, uh, the the Detroit cars as opposed to the uh, mm-hmm. the yeah. overseas cars yeah. reoccurring theme to me throughout. that, that yes. felt like a real like a little uh, a little uh, a little uh, like a life preserver line to the old school car people, you know what I mean? Like mm. people of my dad's generation. No, I or think something. that that's purposeful. Who I think would, you're absolutely right. right. I think. I think. Let's include, like, let's include okay, everybody. We're showing tent. you the current underground car, right. you know, street racing scene, but we're going to show you the real badasses were you guys thirty years ago right. who were doing this stuff. And right. Then, and while uh, while there's an American muscle, uh, uh, European muscle showdown that ends with the Americans losing. Uh, Vin Diesel says, I, I never felt right to drive that car. It was too hot. 
you know. Well, I mean, he, wa- he watched his father. There was die, a bit of a which... southern accent in there too. I kind of like that. That was almost like Christopher Walken's. I didn't take Colonel any of this material tonight to an open mic before now. This is all new material that you're getting, including my Vin Diesel impersonation. But then at the end, that charger comes out and fucking, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it pull in the, in the in the cloth. I don't think this shot happens, but you can imagine the cloth coming off to reveal this. And it's tied to his dad because they oh, worked on yes, it together. So yeah. there's an emotional tie to it. And then another yeah. family. And then another family. race always. that it means everything. Comes back to family. Because when he pulls that charger out, it's him against Paul Walker, and they agree that we're going to put all of our shit down on this final race. Yeah, through the hilly streets of wherever they he are. He lives his life one quarter mile at a time. Fucking yeah. a he does. For and that those ten races or less, in this are exhilarating matters. and fun and roller coaster, and you can. You can say that my job is to watch the movie as enjoyably as I can, to review it tonight, and that's what I chose to do with The Fast and The Furious. And as bad as Paul Walker is, you have a fun roller coaster time. You do. It's and a you root movie. for the characters where they're actually kind of all bad. And the stakes yeah. are they low are actual criminals. They're all criminals. They're right. criminals and cops. Right. And the cops Ooh. are buffoons. And, and we're never rooting for a cop. Yeah. <laughs> The, the scene, but in this movie, kind of the scene where Paul yeah, Walker but not is, not really to do his cop stuff. You you know what I mean? Like you're no, not, no, no, you're oh, not yeah, rooting, you're rooting for, for Paul him to, to come, yeah, to the yeah. family, yeah, to do the opposite of his cop stuff. Right? They call right. him a bastard at one point. Well, which that's all mm-hmm. perfunctory. That when he's gonna bow up at the his superior officer because well, his superior officer is a fucking moron, of course. But it's but in this so in a cartoonish way in this one, yeah. But yeah, they do a good job of making you genuinely care about all of these people. Even yeah. though, you know, they're kind of up to no good. A little bit, yeah, a little right. bit. A- absolutely. I mean, I, it it was fun watching this again. It, it had been a number of years since I had watched this first instance of the Fast and the Furious franchise, and you know, it, I, I hear I hear what you're saying, Joe. I I don't have the same misgivings with Paul Walker as you do. Oh, so bad, but man. Like to me, Vin Diesel is one of the absolute worst actors oh, of, of of all time. But he I don't is, know. He, he, he is he Dominic is Toretto, Dominic Toretto. <laughs> and he's so he's in when, that Sidney Lumet film where he was he people praised him good, for it. No. But he was praised Which for his performance in that film. That, some publicist did a great was job. Was that the Boiler Room one? No, he no. Didn't do that. Um, the Sidney Lumet one. He's is, an attorney. He's got a full head of hair. He, he oh, does weird. have a full head of hair. It's called Find Me Guilty. That is very yeah. It was oh, based on the true story it. of the longest mafia trial in American history. It stars Vin Diesel as Jackie DeNorskio. Um, the press event was he's been given this Lume material yeah. to do something incredible, and he has. Find Me Guilty yeah. received good. mostly positive reviews, uh-huh. but did not... Uh, but it did not connect with it. But audience. its excessive length and heavy handed narrative kept it from reaching its full potential. But Vin Diesel's performance was well worth watching. Vin Diesel mm-hmm. does that thing. I guess he adopts it here. I can't remember in Pitch Black where he was doing a thing that Vin Diesel became known for the way that um, Al Pacino, after Scent of a One, became, became known for that bombastic yeah. yelling that punctuate. Yeah. He does that in this Even film. Though he in does his the Vin opposite Diesel of that. way. He whispers a lot. He does yeah. the opposite of that in this. Yeah. But he does yell a lot. But, and, he, but, but he'll lurch toward one, the person he, he's talking to and he'll punctuate loudly a thing and then get quiet again. Yeah. Yeah, and he does that. In yeah, all of his. I I think he's a much, I think he's a better actor than you're giving him credit for. I'm not gonna show. I mean, you. I, mean, I think mercy. he nails. I and he I think defines uh, Dominic Toretto. Yeah, and I'm. And I he, want. And he is I, not. He's not that way in real life at all. 
So he is oh, okay. truly performing because in real life, he's a much happier, sunnier person than he is in these movies. Like yeah. in, in real life, when you see him in interviews, he's constantly smiling, he is smiling. and giggling. His and voice is the exact same. Because he's made his so voice much is money. Very similar, who, who could yeah. blame him? That's, oh, that, yeah, yeah, of course. I, but he does have his own demons. I've mm-hmm. never seen him in anything that I've felt as comfortable with as these Fast and the Furious. I honestly don't want to see him Pitch in anything Black. else. Huh? Pitch Black. Yeah, it's okay. Triple X. Pitch Black is great. Pitch Black I guess, is I, guess, very I should good. rewatch that at you some should. point. But you Chronicles of Riddick, we don't talk about. Pitch Black, though, right. that first one. Pitch Black is a very good uh, low-budget science fiction very film. Very good sci-fi With film. a breakout star, Vin no. Diesel. Vin Diesel, yeah. True, 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 okay. true, true. And, so, uh, but apart from also, that... Also, are you saying fuck private, saving Private Ryan? You say no, that? No, I... No, I'm not saying that. Well, I, I think you just said that. that. But, it, but his part in that is so tiny. I guess he's, he's a very small piece. There's of no it. small parts, David. Only small actors. <laughs> and Vin Which he well, is. he's <laughs> not a small <laughs> actor. He's not. You saw no. his lats and his buys, right? I know. Okay, because he always wears the Italian undershirt. Yeah. Italian is not appropriate. You, you wanted to say wife to Peter, but you did myself. not. I can't yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> you no. wanted to say wife Peter and thought of something good. not worse, but also not good. <laughs> we did not do the lengthy... A white tank top. A white tank top. And I'm white glad... Tank. Yeah, white, and it's great that they don't undershirt. go into like that they have pasta all the time. I'm glad they don't play into too many of the Italian-American well, stories. Well, because he's, yeah, he's not Italian. Toretto is not Italian. Well, Toretto is Italian, but I think Vin Diesel himself. No, is he's wearing. But I'm saying the character, the characters. But but I think part. I mean, because he accepted this role reluctantly, and proposed several script changes. And I think, I think Vin Diesel is very aware of the fact that people can easily equate Vin Diesel the person with the characters he plays in films because mm-hmm. he seems to have this thing about how he's portrayed on screen. Mm-hmm. And I think one of those things is he likes to maintain his ethnic ambiguity. Mm. Yeah. And so I don't think they really hammer home that he's like this Italian. Hey, go, no, they don't. They don't play into that, balls. which is, would be really easily, like, yeah. easily done because as I was rewatching this, I happened to think, like, it's funny that family became such a big thing clearly toretto is a an italian surname mm-hmm. why wasn't there like instead of having barbecues at the end of these films which doesn't happen in this one by the way right i mean but if you did it have does it, they have a barbecue no, at the end no, of this film no because vin diesel gets away oh yeah, right yeah, he yeah, drives yeah. off but yeah. but if, i owe you a 10 second car right why is that not a, you know, like them having a big pasta dinner at the end. I don't know. You know the, the, I think that's a Vin Diesel thing. Yeah, and maybe, I'll, maybe. And, and I'll talk more about how much control he does or does not have over this franchise in the second <laughs> half. But before we get to the second half. You know what we didn't do? Corona. Was properly say what we're drinking. We did, I, I think I had an assignment and I failed. That, but Corona, right? Yeah. It's a pale lager. We're drinking lager, not an ale. (laughs) It's just beer. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, produced by Mexican brewery Cerveceria Modelo, which is, of course, owned now by AB InBev. So by the loose rules on this show, we shouldn't even be drinking this. But when there's a movie tie-in, we break all of the rules. This is the one, of course, where you drink it in a hammock on a beach with your toes pointed toward the water. There's a lime inside of it. I should have brought lime. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, nah, they don't do it in the film. It's a they good don't, old fashioned no. Corona. This we did it the right way. This is the the, the the beer that you probably had in high school. One hundred percent. I thought this was peak beer in high school. 
clear bottle, so it's, you know, if you have this on the shelf for any length of time, it's going to get light struck, and you're going to end up with a nice oxidized flavor. I didn't get it a lot in this one, though, because they, they fly off the shelves. Real nice, fresh beer. It really is. No, I mean, I, it's, it's as good as anything of this nature could be, I would say. <laughs> it's, an, it's an easy-drinking, crisp, light lager. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'll take it. I'm, you can taste those core. I have definitely had it. light struck Corona before. I mean, I've had bottles of it. Squeaky. Where I get, yeah, it just it, it has that kind of weird papery flavor to it. This didn't have that. When I was in junior high, it became a trendy thing to have a Corona T-shirt, La Playa Mas Fina, uh, and I had to trick my parents into not thinking that this was a beer-based T-shirt. They were very <laughs> oh. religious. Uh, so yeah I've got that love affair with Corona this rebellion this abandon but the Mexican corn lagers uh, are not my favorite cup of tea Mm -hmm. but if I'm Mm. at a party and someone's brought a six pack of Corona that's the best thing that's available (laughs) I'm going to drink one and this is a very clean crisp beer and I'm glad we enjoyed one along with uh, the Toretto family so so we talked about something I think it was in After Hours a couple of weeks back where you showed up at a function. Yes, and a Bud Light yes, was thrust into my light. hand. Now, if we, it had been a Corona, would your reaction have been different? It would uh, be for me. It's when I said that it was owned by AB InBev. Like, to me, that is... That part is, is problematic. Secular. Yeah, but, it's problematic. It's, but this tastes better than Bud Light. Well, I will say, so I, the, I, this I is... Between the two, yeah. it's gonna, I'm going to go Corona. So oh, That's what I'm saying, is that a Bud certainly. Light, gross, don't even want to drink it. Corona thrust in your face, morally... I don't love your decision right. to have spent money on this, but my tongue is yeah. okay with it. And this. the t-shirt story. Yeah. Small anecdote, take take from it what you will, but we watched The Fast and the Furious as a family. Uh, with the girls? Few, yeah, like a week or so ago at, to get ready to watch F9. And um, I went out with with my lovely wife, Erin, um, to, to a little market that they were having at bus, uh, a, a local spot here in town uh, this past weekend before we saw F9. And we, we went outside because the inside bar was kind of crazy. And, you know, outside they only had a few beer options. And among them were, you know, Corona and Lone Star. And I, I said, I'll take a Lone Star. And for the first time and maybe the entire time I've known this woman, she ordered a Corona. Wow! And and to me, that speaks volumes Listeners about the power of, of Fast, Fast and, and Furious. Furious. Wow! Listeners should note that when you say in the time you've known her, that is an extended. Of time. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Did she get dressed? No. 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 Okay. She. Hey. Hey. Dom, Dom taught her right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would get it dressed if given the option. I don't know if that yeah. makes me wrong. No, she, she I would, does I would, like, I would, she does like a lime dressed. in it. She doesn't want in the salt. In any other context, I would too. I would yeah. get it if dressed. I'm going to drink a beer and it's not a craft beer, I'm going Corona or Dose. All right. I go, I go Modelo, but yeah, with a lime dressed, at least. Yes. Yeah, Shiner's, Shiner's on my list. I prefer this style of beer over like a Bud Light or a Budweiser for or sure, a Miller Lite. Sure. Yeah, well, for me, if 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 I have my option, it's Miller High Life, but I did go with Lone Champagne Star in beers. that case. So. Okay, Champagne well, I honestly Speaking don't even don't. think we're halfway through this episode yet. Uh, no, I am already pretty that... deep into it. So uh, let's move on. We're going to take a short break to gather ourselves. Um, Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Ride or die. <laughs>
<laughs> All uh, right, so. Oh my god, I can't. I I'm just so excited. Like I feel like you said it before the break, Carlos. We like barely scratched the surface. I mean, we looked at this first film, and what a wonderful experience it was to watch it after so many years and, and sort of reacquaint myself. But but you've gone through this whole process of of rewatching everything. So Kylie and I both, yeah. We did I'm it. excited to hear about we this. We did it as a family. But before we do that, we, we need to in tribute to Dom, Daddy Dom. Um, <laughs> we Zaddy need, with a Z. Yeah. Zaddy, we, we need to get something in our glass here. And I know Dom would have us drinking the Corona, but we already did that. Did it already. So here, yeah. we're going to get a little wild. We're going to get a little crazy. We're going to drink the king of everything. This is coming to us from a brewery that is new to the podcast. This is called Tripping Animals Brewing Company. They are out of Doral, Florida, or Doral, I guess. Uh, This is a triple India Pale Ale with Citra, Mosaic, Azaka. Those are all hops. But then we're (laughs) going to add into that marshmallow. And kudos, Tripping Animals. The the can art's kind of gorgeous. The can art is really yeah, cool. Yeah, the eyes we're are just like, admiring it. Beautiful, like, is that a, yeah. is that elephant high? Yeah, you think? super. Yeah. Okay. Seems like the, the, super We got a stoned high. elephant, um, a couple, what are those, a flamingo? No, those aren't no. flamingos. What are those birds? I don't know. There's birds standing on top of it. I mean, I'm sure those are like those symbiotic birds that like pick mm-hmm. insects off the, the uh, elephant's high. That fly over the water in Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's family. It's family. It's, family. it's like we're all putting it together, right, right? So, so we're gonna crack this open. Joe's already poured some. It's looking, I have. yeah, looking okay. lovely. You say Mar- triple IPA. Marshmallow I throws of, me off. Well, see, let's, I, based on the, the nose, I love the marshmallow in it. Based right. on the nose, I haven't tasted it yet. Okay, you so, getting some no- marshmallow on it. Okay, so how do you? We're going film by film look here's the thing i'm gonna i'm gonna do a recap i mean we've all seen f9 we've all so seen we're gonna it. be talking about F9. that at some point we but are but carlos is gonna ve- get us i'm there. going to as quickly as possible kylie and i will take you through the entire saga up to this point <laughs> well let me in for two and three because i did take the I'm, well, I'm gonna to call those. i'm gonna call on you for three okay um because I, I will be perfectly forthcoming have not seen it okay that's the only one i haven't seen um so you skipped three. I skipped wow. three. Yeah. What the he, fuck he knew is I had Han nothing to you? Wow. He knew Not I had true. his back. He knew I had his back. Look, I'm I'm gonna get there. Please. Please. I went and watched Better Luck Tomorrow again, just so I could get ready. <laughs> I, can I, can I, I, Carlos I, brought the idea. I ran I ran out of time. Joe Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Part uh, two. Hit well, it. Well no. Give me Where do we space to Where do, do we end oh. where does the Fast and Furious leave us? Okay, so yeah, we just talked about the Fast and the Furious 2001. We went over the plot, all of that kind of stuff. Too Fast, Too Furious is 2003. Uh, Vin Diesel does not return because he's going on to do Triple X and Chronicles of Riddick. And uh, Jordana Brewster and Michelle Rodriguez also do not return. So we meet back up with Brian. Not a cop anymore, I'm pretty sure. He's just hanging out. He's off the grid. He's off the grid. Well, because he's because he because he, he let he's Dom kind go. of sunk his career. No, he in has. Law he has. Yeah. Um, and, but he's uh, part of the family now, guys. Yeah. Well, not yet. He uh, U.S. Customs asks him to help them with the thing, and so he recruits Roman Pierce. Enter Tyrese Gibson. Thank, Thank God. fucking God. Because uh, Paul Walker can't he, act. He shows sure. 
calm down. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tyrese Gibson shows up. Uh, he's a guy named Roman Pierce who how far back he and brian go changes throughout the franchise but they go back uh he's currently on house arrest but it just so happens that his house is a winnebago that's parked next to the track where he races <laughs> the demolition uh, derby track the demolition derby track we will not ask questions about that that's um right. and eva mendez shows up in this one uh, oh, that's right as a da agent i think uh, kind of love she, interest she, yeah. she looks so pretty in this movie She's pretty in every she's movie. Pretty yeah, in I was going to say, she looks pretty just existing. And I think she's pretty good in this movie, too. Um, she is. But, and, oh, yeah. So then they also recruit Tej Parker, played by Luda, uh, Chris, Ludacris Bridges. Um, and they all get together, and they're trying to take down this drug lord, Carter Verone, played by Cole Hauser, who's also in Pitch Black with Vin Diesel. Um, oh in exchange for erasure of their criminal records. Yes, I did read that from Wikipedia because it is a very effective way of doing this. Now, this film... Based in... Uh, this is not California, this right? This is not it's California. Florida. They're in Miami now. Miami. Now, this is directed by John Singleton, who is best known probably... Rest in peace. Rest in peace for writing and directing Boys in the Hood in 1991, right. for which he was nominated for Best Director at the Academy Awards. Um so that happens this film is best known for its huge set piece at the beginning where they're in this car chase and they enter this warehouse and you have this huge scramble of just like car porn like all of these amazing cars come out of this warehouse completely confusing the cops even the helicopter flying above and so they're able to make their escape eventually uh, we see our first glimpse of true not true ridiculousness but of like kind of improbable car related things when they launch their car onto the boat where Carter Verone the drug lord is making his getaway this is the, this is the big set piece at the very end uh, yeah so it starts with the big scramble yes and it ends with launching a car onto right. this is when we start getting to the more like I feel like one is more practical effects. It seems like everyone's kind of doing the driving. It seems like everything's real. And then now we're kind of getting into the more. And you're getting into the formulaic pieces of this thing. Yes, but I, but I will say. It's becoming say a franchise. It is becoming a franchise. And what I will say about this one is that I think it's still pretty grounded. I think, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, especially for how crazy we get, especially <laughs> yes. relative yeah. to yeah, no, the franchise, gets so much crazy. <laughs> but I think so this is crazy. the beginning of yeah, the yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I, I also, but I, I would, I would disagree because I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't put this quite at the beginning yet. I think we're seeing them take it a little farther and pushing the boundaries a bit, but I don't think that we've gotten completely outrageous, no, otherworldly. No, and we're okay. still we're still very grounded in this still, concept street of racing street culture, racing. Yeah. It's still very it's, much about. But we also have characters that we can build on. The yes. idea of the undercover cop who's now in retirement or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. and you've got the suave guy with Roman Pierce. You've got yeah. the the guy who at the time is the mechanic gearhead yes. can fix your yeah, shit yeah. in Tej Parker. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so going on from there, two thousand and six. Hold on, hold on, hold on, please. Joe, if no, you no, keep no. interrupting me, Carl, it's going to take us. This is going to be a ten-hour episode. Throwing me to three, oh. which is going to be twenty-five seconds, and then you guys are going to roll. But, I, but I, let I, me throw to three. Uh, I, but I'm talking about two. I felt like there was a meeting with Paul Walker before two that said your acting was too good in number one, oh, so we need to bring it down like two. <laughs> this or is three the bullshit levels. I'm talking Stop. about. This but, is the nonsense I'm talking about. Are you going to disgrace this no, no, man's no. name this whole time? No, I'm sorry that he's not <laughs> living with us now, but I mean, this is the, what we saw. However, <laughs> I, I want to give a little bit of respect to the set piece of the 
race through the two eighteen wheelers because it was bad ass. Oh, and yeah, that of red car that tried to uh, show up everybody else that mm-hmm. got run over by the eighteen wheeler. Yeah. The set pieces, and especially when we get to F9, are very important. And the set Mm -hmm. pieces in 2 are commendable. Commendable. They're fantastic. But it it, it doesn't ratchet up the other thing. And I would say that this is is where the... It's not where the set pieces begin because there are some in The Fast and the Furious, but this is the one where the set pieces are the star of Correct. the show. Correct. You're absolutely yeah. right. Car and, culture and is the star really of the well. first one. The yeah. set pieces are the star of this one. Right. Okay, so 2006, Enter Justin Lin. Oh, also there's a movie in between there, Better Luck Tomorrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is the origin of the Han character. So the Han character originated in an indie film directed by Justin Lin, funded by MC Hammer and distributed by MTV Films. Uh, wow. With, which is a bunch of overachieving Asian Americans who get into a life of petty crime. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say that was you overachieving. Though. No, <laughs> no. Uh, so enter Justin Lin, Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, 2006, bringing his Han character over from his indie film. And Joe, I'll let you synopsize this. Uh, very, very, very quickly. I believe that the contractual obligations for the stars were gone, but they wanted to franchise bi- mm-hmm. build. Mm-hmm. So they believed... Let's put a colon and a new thing and show sure. them a new thing. And this is Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the trailer in the theater. I saw the first two films in the theater. And I remember saying, I'm done now. The Paul Walker is gone. Vin Diesel is gone. Mm. Now it's just cars. That's not my jam. Mm. But I do remember all of the hype about the Tokyo Drift, the slide across when you're making the turns. Yeah. So I feel like... Which is a big part of car culture, drifting. The most important part of this film, since we're not going forward with family, is we're introducing new characters that will show up later. Uh And we're also introducing the idea of a weird chapter on the wikipedia page of the fast and the furious saga of mm. placing a film that is number three in order chronologically they did at, not plan right. that though they didn't no, plan no. it no. so now the franchise building really happens when it's when the fan reaction the audience reaction to part three tokyo drift is a little bit lower mm-hmm. yeah. in other words there might be more money to be made if we bring back these original yeah. stars, which sends us to number four. Yeah, and it, and also more need to be I'll, said. There's the, the characters are introduced, but we I don't want to talk about most them of later. them. Don't really come back. And Han, they realize families. Han, Han Rocket we get Well, no, well, no. I but there's a lot to go before See, what, that. Okay. There's a lot to go before that. Yes, yeah, no, and, that's and, true. And, yeah, and there's a lot to talk about as to why that happens. I think Joe's mostly right. I will say my experience, just to interject briefly, was. I skipped two. I did not see two in the theater. But I remember very clearly going to see three because I was looking for one of those like escapist summer mm. movie experiences. And I saw, oh, they've done a third, Fast and the Furious, and it's Tokyo Drift, and it's like set in a whole different place. Totally and, different like, setting. Nobody too. is in the film that was in the first one. Mm. What the hell are they doing? And I remember going to see it, and I remember loving it. I remember thinking it was such a fun movie yeah. to just watch unfold and the 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 way that the like again the drift culture something that i'm not a car guy you know so like this this was like new to me it was visually appealing exciting yeah i thought it was fun and i thought the little cameo there from vin diesel at the end was enough to kind of like draw it it into the to the franchise or whatever i'm like this is kind of a 
fun. I wonder if this is going to turn into a series where we're going to see all these different underground racing cultures all around the world. It didn't turn into that. It did not. But right. in the moment, I thought it was kind of a fun... Will we see some Tokyo drifting on Santa Fe? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> on Louisiana, so actually. So this is all that uh, HBO Max provided for me? It, uh-huh. they, they took Tokyo Drift off before... I was going to watch it yeah. for this, but it was gone. Okay. Oh. Hobbs and Shaw is gone, too. Oh. So now I have to go pay for these films, and that's when I rely They're on Carlos and Kylie to Worth it. So get us there. To go... It, what David I didn't said, have a partner to like boost me along in this thing. <laughs> what David said about liking Tokyo Drift and not being into car culture is interesting because what you said about fans not reacting to this positively is incredibly accurate. This was an $85 million film that only grossed $159 million, mm-hmm. which wow. turned a profit, but for the standards Just of barely. the previous yeah. Fast and Franchise movies with the first one being a $30 million film making, and making over like 200, 200 yeah. some, some odd number, I mean, uh, I think they would have considered that a failure. But what is important about this film movie is that justin lynn shows up for the first time and chris morgan is writing this film mm-hmm. it's the first film that chris morgan writes which is going to become very important as game. we move forward and so after that someone has the idea that we need to get back into this franchise so they drop the articles from the name and in 2009 we get fast and furious now in this movie we see the family doing some stuff in the Dominican Republic, and then they feel like they need to kind of split up to lay low because people, are re- the authorities are really chasing them down and all of that kind of stuff. So they split up after the cold open or whatever, and then very quickly um, we find out that Michelle Rodriguez is dead. And so Dom heads back to the States for her funeral and then to try to find who is responsible for her death. And it just so happens that the person who is responsible for her death is also the same drug lord crime syndicate that Paul Walker is hunting down, who now works for the FBI. And so they basically kind of team up to infiltrate this uh, organization that this drug lord Braga runs. He's smuggling heroin through these tunnels uh, that go underneath the ground from Mexico to the United States, and they're trying to avenge the death of Dominic Toretto's lover, Letty. Um, Now, in my personal opinion, from having just rewatched this, this is where the turn happens. Mm. Because there is a scene once Brian and Dom get on board with the drug cartel to do the racing, Mm -hmm. where they run the drugs, they go under the crazy little tunnel or whatever, Um, and once they get to the other side, they realize that this drug cartel kills the drivers after they're done. And so they realize that they're kind of at the end of the line Mm -hmm. and so they have to figure out how to get out of it. So Dom opens up his NOS canister and he puts his cigarette, (laughs) he, he, he pushes his cigarette. I can't believe we've gone this far in without mentioning (laughs) NOS. Without mentioning NOS. I thought about it three or four times. I think we talked about it. Because we talked about it in the first one. Nitrous, but we, or nitro, when they push the button and the nitrous pushes their cars forward, it was. The cinematography is very specific in the first one. Too furious that presented that in a way that was very interesting and believable and tense and because the first one is not believable. No, the first one is <laughs> is just I, I have a magic. Button. Yeah, I have a and, magic button, and all the lights start to streak around them and stuff. Sure, and it's and it's part quite two. Cool. It's it's presented in a way where you've got this magical power. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. and it's presented that way. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, 
Yeah, so he opens up his NOS can. I hate can. that I like it. Go ahead. <laughs> he opens up his NOS can. He pu- pushes the cigarette lighter thing in on his car, and as soon as it ejects, it ignites the NOS. Cars blow up. Fight ensues. And then there is a moment, and I think this is where the change happens, mm-hmm. is they're fighting. Vin Diesel gets shot in the shoulder, and the way he reacts to it is as if someone just tapped him on the back. He just turns around and looks, and he's like, huh? It's when they slowly start to become superheroes. And then he continues fighting at a high level until he and Brian Paul Walker escape, and then once once they're certain that they're out of immediate danger, then they treat being shot as a serious situation, and it gets grounded again. But there's that brief glimpse where you're like, okay, so this is the kernel that they're going to run with. One of our running jokes is Hobbs and Shaw. Which, I don't which know you'll, what's which the joke get, about Which that, you'll but. get to. And that's the human holding a helicopter by a chain. Yeah, mm. with his bare hands. Can't happen. Mm, I don't know. Is this the superhero? <laughs> is this the superheroism that we're evolving toward? That? That's the, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's yeah, the moment absolutely. where the shift happens. Okay, yeah. okay, so the shift happens there. He gets shot. And that would, because he gets shot and that would hurt does man. not react. Right, okay. Yeah, continues to whoop ass I'm with for you. an extended period of time. Because in the safety of the carriage of a car, a wreck may not kill you. So that's not superheroism. That's car safety. It's unlikely that right. th- that, that would happen. But yeah, you're right. It's but now we're seeing people getting shot. Okay, God, I'm with you. That Go don't ahead. react and are not on angel dust. All right, so move forward. <laughs> uh, Okay. It's rumored, but... So so now we're in a new world. We are in Fast Five. I should, I should also uh, clarify that Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, both directed by Justin Lin, written by Chris Morgan. That continues here in Fast Five. Directed by Justin Lin, written by Chris Morgan. Chris okay. Morgan changed the series. Changed the series. Uh, and so in this one... Um, by direction, I imagine. His, uh, you know, he he writes them in a in a specific yeah. way. Make, uh, make this make this much money every time. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who has the formula down. I'm with in you. My yeah, opinion. definitely. Um, and we'll talk about uh, the, the evidence to support that in a minute. Um, so yeah, Fast Five. Uh, Brian and Mia are on the run uh, from the law, and so is Dom, and they're trying to meet up with him somewhere in Brazil. They run back into Vince from the first movie, the hothead who uh, hates Paul Walker's character. And through, oh, and the entire, pretty early in the film. Spoiler alert, dies. Uh, Vince does, yeah. Uh, enter, <laughs> enter Dwayne The Rock Johnson, a uh, DSS, Diplomatic Security Service, nothing I've ever heard of before, named Luke Hobbs, who has a goatee that's far too long in this film. Uh-huh. Only uh, bad part about this movie is that goatee. Comes in and, <laughs> and, and, and he, the goatee does not hold up, but he is brought in to track, he's, he's, he's a manhunter, and he's, hunting down Dominic Toretto to bring him in, to bring him to justice. And he has this whole team that he's assembled. And if we want to talk about acting, Joe, which you seem to be very interested in, like the art of acting in these films for some reason, (laughs) uh, The Rock is giving an insane performance in this movie. He is trying so hard to be as fucking badass as he can possibly muster up with every muscle in his body. Okay, I'm looking at you, Carlos. Where was this in the intersection of the rock's ascendance into number one? He what had been he's prior. a star at this point. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I mean, he did the Tooth Fairy. 
Uh, <laughs> no, but that was a th- that, that was had, a star making thing. So yeah, bringing the Rock in is huge for the franchise. Catapults it into a completely new stratosphere. Right, and, and it, that they, was a weird intersection. I remember one time I went to ACL and I saw I- Iggy Azalea at two p.m. I was because, at that same ACL because the hit eclipsed. Yeah. Her booking, yeah, and that's what happened in this film. I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so. And, and and at this point, we are more. We have. We feel more tethered to all of these characters because they're yes. back again for the X number of times. This we is the know third storyline. Okay, so but they're also creating something that I need to see the next piece of. Okay, so for the for the audience goer, pre Marvel, this is Marvel. Mm. Uh, so yeah, in this one, they're trying to take down this like businessman quote unquote who has like this kind of tyrannical rule over the favelas in Rio de Janeiro for what reason it's not really all that important it's just important that they do it mm-hmm. uh, the big set piece in this one is two Dodge Chargers carrying a 10 ton safe all through the streets of oh, Rio de Janeiro yeah. but also this uh, film brings Gal Gadot into the gang. I was going to say, is this the first one she's in? No, she was in Fast and Furious, but she worked for Braga, so she was kind of oh, an antagonist. Right. I mean, this is all pre Wonder Woman, correct? She's pre Wonder Woman. Well, yeah. she, well she, pre Wonder Woman. She, she comes around at the end of Fast and Furious because Vin saves saves her life, or Dom saves her life. Um, but this is when she gets fully integrated as part of the gang. Han is in Fast and Furious a little bit, but again, this is when he is fully integrated into into the family. Sorry, not a mm-hmm. gang; it's a family. They become the um, team. They become the team at this point. Um, uh, Kylie, and are you a willing participant in this experiment at this point, or are you? Oh, definitely. Okay, I'm so like, you're in. It's the previous film was ending, and it's like eleven thirty, and I'm like, should we just go ahead and start <laughs> the next one? <laughs> she watched the back half of the Fast and Furious with me about a month ago. And then as soon as it ended, she was like, should we watch Too Fast? And I was like, fuck yeah. Um, also, so Carlos really made a mistake when he watched that entire film without you. No. I'll probably go back and watch it myself. Oh, wow. How could I not? <laughs> what do you mean? We watched it together yesterday, The Fast and the Furious. No, Fast and no. Furious. Oh, Fast Four. and Furious. Four. The one you watched yeah, without yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, also... <laughs> Fast Thanks, Five. Uh, Fast Five is where Elsa Pataki comes in. She plays Elena Neves, a beat cop in Rio de Janeiro. She becomes very important later on. Who would have thought? Um, but yeah, so that is Fast Five. Um, crazy movie. Uh, but we have gone full superhero mode at this point, uh, full international espionage, full, for some reason, this team is the most skilled at everything in the world they they make a mockery of cia (laughs) of the cia of the u.s army marine corps Mm -hmm. fbi all of of the films show them receiving training to fight jujitsu even better the films don't even acknowledge that at one point they weren't experts at everything just as soon as they need to be an expert at something they just are no questions asked it doesn't matter Ted goes from a garage he goes from a mechanic mechanic to to like an elite class hacker in one movie yeah (laughs) he does Uh, is is this troublesome at all no 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 (laughs) doesn't matter it doesn't matter if if you're bought if if you're concerned about that you're missing the point wrong Listen, movie wrong um, franchise when, wrong franchise when ari aster does f10 
Is he doing it? Is that a thing? That'd be even badass. But I I would love it because Carlos would have to be like, do I give (laughs) up this? Do I hit it? What do I do? No, no, no. It's going to be Justin Lin. Okay, go ahead. It's going to be Justin Lin. Okay, so 2013. 2013, Fast and Furious. I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Go ahead. (laughs) We got to talk about Fast 9, though. That's the episode. I know. Let's get there. I'm trying so hard. Joe, stop interrupting. You too, David. Going down the R, you almost sent me down an Ari Aster rabbit hole. You know what you're doing. Uh, Fast and Furious 6, 2013. Again, Justin Lin, Chris Morgan, greatest screenwriter of all time. Um, but uh, so, I feel like you're doing us a disservice by not explaining the biggest set piece of each. No, 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 no. I Joe, Joe, that. I feel like what are we're you doing. About? You're doing us a disservice okay. by bogging us down. Let us get to F9, <laughs> please. Right. Go. Everybody calm down. Calm okay. down. No, I won't calm, calm down until he gets there. <laughs> Kyle is here. Everybody be cool. <laughs> Fast no, you're, actually, Justin Lin. Wait, no. Be Cool was made by James. Who made Be Cool? Look, was look, it James Wan or right Justin now, Lin? Now, Let's now go down some rabbit holes here. Okay. Come on, come on. Uh, Fast and Furious 6, 2013. Dominic Toretto, Brian O'Connor, and their team are offered amnesty by Luke Hobbs. Now, this establishes the formula of the bad guy becoming the good guy in the next film. Because Luke Hobbs teams up with the family. Because uh, they have to take down this mercenary, Owen Shaw, who's trying to assemble different pieces of some kind of weapon that is going to be catastrophic if put into the wrong hands. I'm not trying um, to deter us, but I don't think no. that's where that's established. If you kind of think about it, that kind of is established in one, because I know, like, what's-his-name is the villain. But who? Vin the, Diesel? The other Brian? head racer guy. In part one? Why can't Oh, I... um, Johnny Trans? yeah. Oh. I mean, he's kind of the villain, but yeah. also Brian's yeah. kind of... I know, but he's kind of the villain for, like, a bit. Yeah, yeah. But Brian's pretty much the villain, and then next time we see him, he's, like, working... A little bit, but it's not as cut and dry as Hobbs being the villain. I mean, Like, yeah. Hobbs is a very objective antagonist in Fast Five. I think, it, I, th- I think, if anything, you could go down with Gal Gadot a little bit, but she was just working for the antagonist. But I think this is the first time where in one film we have a very clear antagonist, and then we bring him into like the family in the next movie. It. Yeah, and yeah. so, so yeah, they have to take down this guy, Owen Shaw. Big set piece in this one is the plane on the never-ending runway with all the cars and stuff in it, and they're chasing it with cars, and they're hooking it with harpoons so that it can't take off and they're doing all this stuff and they're fighting each other and there's a big guy named Klaus who's like the rock's counterpoint and <laughs> and then this is where Giselle dies RIP uh, and Han is heartbroken over it because they had this like love affair Letty's not dead turns out Letty's not dead turns out <laughs> oh thank you I almost completely forgot that that's the like a huge part of the plot. Big, of this big movie. part yeah. is that Letty one of the biggest parts. It of the is plot. the main. It's the main part of the plot. Uh, uh, sorry, I was trying to get through it too quickly. Yeah, Letty is yeah, not dead, down. but she has amnesia. Right, she has amnesia, and she's she working amnesia. for and she's working for Owen Shaw. For Shaw, yeah, um, yeah. So all that happens eventually. By the end of it, Letty, despite not remembering anything about who she was or getting any of her memory back, decides it's better to be with Vin than it is to be with Owen Shaw or to, with Dom than Owen Shaw. And she comes back, still doesn't remember anything, but it's just going with the flow. Um, okay, so Fury Seven, twenty fifteen. Exit Justin Lin, enter James Wan of The Conjuring and Saw fame. Enter oh. Deckard Shaw, Owen Shaw's brother, who turns out killed Han. Maybe. So we learn. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, so we see a car literally blow up explode, into flames. And you see him, I think, doesn't he shoot Han? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. In the end credit scene of Furious 6. I could be wrong about that. Anyway, um, so yeah, he is trying to take the family down. Right. Coming for them. 
enter Kurt Russell, aka Mr. Nobody, Mr. Nobody, who says, if you do this thing for me, I'll help you get to Deckard Shaw, despite the fact that Deckard Shaw is literally coming to you, so all you have to do is just sit at your house and wait for him to show up. And this is, uh, Mr. Nobody is the head of Secret Shadow Government? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Never really specified right. Same who he represents. Yeah. Same, yeah, sure. Um, a couple of big set pieces in this one. You get skydiving cars, uh, oh, which is amazing. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, you get Paul Walker running up like a tour bus and then jumping up towards a cliff where Letty is then drifting and he picks on, he grabs onto the back of her car and survives. Uh, also dies during the filming. Paul Walker dies during the filming of this. So his brothers unit. have to stand in for some scenes to uh, be body like phys- physical body yeah. double. And also you get uh, cars driving between skyscrapers in this movie as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you so do. all of that happens. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, so, yeah. So Fate of the Furious, 2017. Exit James Wan. Enter F. Gary Gray, who is probably most He made Be Cool. Thank you. That that, that made, was the he, director he, I was looking he, for. He did make Be Cool. So be, yeah. be Cool, folks. Yeah. He also made Friday. He also made The Italian Job, which is a great movie. It and is. most recently, uh, probably best known for Straight Outta Compton. Uh, so this one, uh, cyber terrorist Charlize Theron. Right. She comes in. She comes in. Cypher. Blackmails Dominic Toretto, who turns bad. The team can't figure out why, but uh, they treat it similarly to as if he didn't order his regular meal at their favorite restaurant. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, he's, he's he didn't get Corona with his nachos. Yeah, he didn't get Corona. What is going on? Um, Hobbs still on the team. Enter Deckard Shaw as the good guy. Here's another one. Bad guy in seven. Mm-hmm. Good guy in this one. Although it does take him a little while to come around, or at least the writers to write him in a positive light, I guess. Um, enter Scott Eastwood uh, as little nobody. Uh, that happens as well. Big, I could do without him. Big set piece in this film. Submarine chase. Submarine chase. Incredible. Before and it, it is, and, it, and it, it is perhaps driving the to this day my no favorite. Of I was going to say pieces. before we. Oh, not that. This oh. is my favorite. Uh, it's kind of tied with this in five, but. This is your favorite? I, yeah. The, the scene where Deckard Shaw is fighting Cypher's henchmen while also carrying a baby. Mm. The Incredible. prison scene! The prison scene, too. That's great. Okay. Bullets, rubber We're bullets. We're tracking two different fight this? scenes on yeah. different okay. levels. Not, I mean, originally. I saw it in the theater. Times. I haven't seen it recently. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the two... Shaw and Hobbs making their way out of prison where rubber bullets literally bounce off of the rock as if you threw, like, a pebble at him or something. Yeah. I mean, he has been shot. Best yeah. buddy relationship of all time. Yeah. I'll say it. It's, no, it's great. Uh, so... Fate of the Furious, as insane as they come. I mean, mm-hmm. it really, you couldn't have, I could not have thought of anything. Self-driving cars being hacked and coming flying out of, out of buildings. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Amazing. The cars are the weapons the cars at this point. When did weapons. you begin making sure you saw each one in the theater? Probably after seven, I think. Okay. I'd seen Fast Five after it came out. Like, I didn't see it in theaters, and I probably did the same with uh, Fast and Furious 6, but once they started driving cars between skyscrapers, ooh, chef's kiss. <laughs> okay, yeah. then we saw Hobbs and Shaw yeah, uh, and so, here on the so, show. So then, if you're going by release date, um, Hobbs and Shaw is next in 2019, um, you know, 
Hobbs and Shaw do stuff together and they bust each other's balls the whole time. Enter Vanessa Kirby as Deckard Shaw's sister, despite Love being it. 30 Love years it. younger than him. Um, uh, maybe. Not, it's not that. Maybe I'm, exa- 15, I'm exaggerating. But still, like 20. On. Helen Mirren could pump out kids from like age <laughs> true, true, true. 16 to at least 58. Have you seen so, about. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Let's keep going. <laughs> Fate of the Furious, enter Helen Mirren as Deckard and Owen Shaw's mom. Uh, she shows up again in Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, so now Justin Lin is back. It's 2021. It was supposed to be 2020. Uh, F9 colon The Fast Saga. Dominic Toretto and his family must face Dominic's estranged younger brother, Jacob, played by John Cena, a deadly assassin who is working with their old enemy, Cypher, which he's not really doing because he's really working with some guy named Otto, holding Cypher captive, uh, who holds a personal vendetta against Dominic. And that's not a great synopsis because this is like a Dom Toretto backstory Mm. as much as it is anything else, I feel. Okay. Um, And... Chris Morgan is gone, which is terrible. Uh, I don't know why he left. Um, Are you getting me ready for a for a negative take on? No, 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 no. I, I just I just think it's a bummer that Chris Morgan left because okay, Hobbs right. and Shaw was incredible. But also maybe. Um, but Fast Nine Twenty Twenty One. That that happens. Dom Toretto backstory. The tenth film F X I guess is going to come out in. Two parts. Two parts. Two parts. Directed by Justin. (laughs) Thank goodness, right? I mean, these parts, I need them broken up into smaller pieces. So give me like a 20 minutes here. Let's go F9. So at the top, I will acknowledge the hypocrisy in my take on things in that I do often get so bogged down in the rules and whatnot in these movies fuck the rules fuck everything well, you ever knew your... about anything of course it doesn't matter as long as there are badass action sequences and tyrese is there or the rock is there or one of these people with just this overwhelming charisma i'm here for it and ladies and gentlemen they went to fucking space they went to space they oh, did it those crazy sons of bitches went to space in this movie where holy can they, shit where can they possibly go the next two films yeah, I mean, I think Mars? It's so. Uh, have you seen a little movie called Inner Space? <laughs> oh man, I'm totally ready for Dennis Quaid and Martin Short to show up okay, in the next so, one. So, David, d- during Carlos's and Kylie's synopsis of their hard work, you mentioned that you had seen a few of these interspersal ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had not. Yeah. So it's one, two, three. Nine and jump us to nine. I wow, s- what that is a drastic cold, difference. Well, other wait, but you did see Hobbs and Shaw, so you yes. had a little, okay. you had a little taste. But you had a little taste. I, I took it for what it was. Yeah, we have a gone full from. blown superhero mode. I respected it's, the colon. So I mean, I think that the the key, the, the you know, <laughs> respect the colon always. Of what, course, the uh, you know what Carlos uh, noted as the turn in Vor is a distinct turn. It. It goes from being a series about this underground street racing street culture racing. and what to wait, no. What's interesting is that these people are so skilled at driving cars and making cars and vehicles of any sort that they can do almost anything. I disagree. And they're available. What but do you that's mean? What that, they, that's, that's what the what films do. You can disagree. You can disagree whether or not you, you like it, but you can't movies. tell me that that's wrong. If they, they made do it. three BMX movies. And then they 
would the next one is a BMX movie where it's like let's go back to the original cast that the BMX and now movie the BMXs can float all and they the can money move around. they can yeah. out of the audience. In order for this to succeed further, we cannot tell street racing stories. We're going to have to tell a larger cinematic 2019 uh, 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 sorry 1990s 2020s. I know you're going to get to a point at some point. I'm just saying that like we can't just do street racing any longer in order for this franchise to pump the most money out of the american audience we're gonna have to bring in stars and espionage and larger and larger and larger stunts and stunt pieces and that's the evolution of this franchise there's nothing wrong with it it's just exactly but what you it is. started this by saying there was something wrong with saying. it did i yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, were, we were talking about how they're graded at, at everything, and you were like, no, they're not. I disagree. And we were like, fuck you. You can't disagree, because uh, they are, as okay. they portrayed in the film. We've no, all they, committed it, it, it to does, the idea that there are no rules. The, they are invincible, so much so that that is a theme, in fact, in this new movie, is that they're well, they, joking, making fun of themselves of the fact that they haven't died yet. How, so look it, at Tyrese's shirt. There's no bullet holes that's in it. No, there are bullet holes, that's but he didn't get hurt. That's what I want to ask of, 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 of you and Carlos, is... I, I definitely saw Fate of the Furious. I definitely saw that one. I do not remember it being as meta as Oh, no F9 way. This is, is the not most at all. meta it's Okay, been. okay, good. Okay. So Tyrese here, Roman, becomes the voice of the audience who are like, really? Are we supposed to be watching these films anymore? Like, what is going on here? These people can't die. Right. They can't. Mm-hmm. And... And he's saying that. He's so like, much so that I thought someone was going to die. Roman was going to die. I thought they were setting it up for him to die. I thought he would die. They're going to really do it, and they're going to be for real dead this time. He has a fantastic set piece, which is him wedged between a two rock cliff. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. With his, like, fucking. Badass attack ATV that he had. Oh, it's a almost a tank. He uh, takes over the big the big trucks role of big the truck. Rock. I'm Jasper Cooch, and this is Big Trucks. Falling down <laughs> onto a, a landmine after they went through a field of landmines suspended that was above. marked. Landmines, yeah. landmines. It was. Amazing. And they like mourn his death for one second, and then they're like, "Oh wait, because the not truck dead. lands on top of him." <laughs> no, no, the, the, that sequence is a set piece that was to be expected in, 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 in a Fast and Furious film. At this point, it was so well done; it was fun; it was suspenseful. He falls yeah. down right next to that. Well, it's, so that's yeah, and and, and honestly, but the idea that they go through the landmark is ridiculous, and yeah. that's yeah, also insane. a set piece of the. Fast and Furious. I, You're watching ridiculousness. I enjoyed F9. Love that show. In a in 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 such a so this was a film that I d- didn't go into trepidatiously, but I was feeling like there's no way this is going to live up to mm. the, the hype that that I've kind of built it up to You're and right. everything. And it did. It it lived up to the hype that I had built up in my own mind in terms of what this sort of film is going to do because I I kind of appreciate like as dead as much as I feel like superhero films have been beaten into the ground mm. there's something wonderful about this isn't even this isn't even pretending to be a superhero film it's not mm-hmm. even like giving me these like fake origin stories for these characters it's just I'm just following them and no matter what happens, they're going to be able to figure out a way to get out of these things. 
And every time I, I just and I just want to see it happen. It's an, I don't care that it doesn't make sense. I don't care that it doesn't have any sort of grounding in like the the physical reality of how the world works. I'm happy that they can make it happen on the big screen. And they're such charismatic and fun characters. I think to watch, like, you know, watching the first film in comparison to this film is so funny because the first film is so weirdly grounded. <laughs> like, yeah. That is right. not how I felt about it then. But it's so weirdly grounded and like, oh, yeah, these people can die. These people can, you know, like things can actually happen to them. But at this point in the franchise, you've gotten to a place where, no, it's just really about how thrilling can we make this? How can we give this? And it's brought in these characters that really do have this, you know, we've joked about it, family and other, but it's really about like their attachment to one another, mm. how they care for one another, um, w- where they're, you know, trying to sort of like help each other along. It, it's like I don't know. It's David heartwarming. Loves it is these movies. I do. I mean, <laughs> at least F9. I need to go back and watch a bunch of them. But like, I went to see this f- <laughs> full on family viewing. We went to the theater. Four we watched this all together. Family. And we, we enjoyed this so much. The girls were totally, I mean, this is like a perfect movie for a, it is a an eight year old and 11 year old. It's like, you know, yeah, of course people can float through air. Like, okay, <laughs> of course these things can happen. Isn't this fun? Is Let your guards down, folks. Enjoy this movie. F9 is a thrill ride that is waiting to happen. Go do it. Have fun. I, Did you hysterically laugh out loud at any point like yes did, did we constantly, get a david gurney almost laugh? Yes. constantly whenever anytime uh, that yes. tedge said anything <laughs> and, and any of the scenes between tedge and roman were like i was laughing so the whole time they're always so good oh, there, yeah. were, there I, were two i there, laughed out loud 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 one yeah. time loud i did it a bunch of times the first time was when dom hooks his car no. And it yeah. like swings around off that cliff <laughs> and it goes head first into a cliff. Head oh. first. And then they roll over. And they're fine. And they're magically they're fine. fine. Oh, they walk beautiful. away. Oh, totally. something we haven't touched on yet is Dom's very iconic scene. I feel like there's at least one every movie mm-hmm. where he the car's going off some type of bridge or cliff or something, and he has his epic jump out yeah couple rolls yeah, yeah, yeah. watches the rest of oh, the chaos unfold the one in this one was crazy it was crazy yeah <laughs> he falls a considerable height out of a car onto <laughs> concrete <laughs> like broken up concrete uh that was that was the first one what was this uh, there was a second one where i like laughed hysterically i can't remember where i was gonna go with it it's all um, absurd but we're like still like it should be stupid oh but sec- it's not the second time okay so i do have some issues with this film i <laughs> i have a I, few issues i'm not and and i have issues with it in the scope of the franchise not in the scope of like oh this wasn't realistic or oh i'm not buying this or whatever my biggest issues that are i feel like Vin Diesel's feeling a very significant amount of insecurity over the success of the Hobbs character and specifically the success of Hobbs and Shaw. So he made this film very much about him Mm. and he is really trying to get into 
like this really deep emotional territory where w- the thing that makes these films thrive is fun lightheartedness and i feel like this one was a little more heavy-handed than it should have been and it wasn't enough to make it unenjoyable for me or anything like that but it is enough to put it in the back half of my favorite fast movies because all of the ones from fast five until fate of the furious and hobbs and shaw included in that would take precedent over this one except for maybe Fury 7 but um but you can see that insecurity come out in unbelievably noticeable ways hmm. case and point <laughs> john cena's brought in right huge star yeah, yeah. from the wrestling world Part as i mean go back to episode three american pie and blockers john cena is fucking hilarious he is has an incredible comedic timing he does it he in train wreck that jet apatow uh mm-hmm. movie with train wreck amy what's her face uh, amy, schumer uh schumer, schumer yes. thank you um he's really funny in that too like he has this gift for comedic timing he doesn't get to use it in this one that's one but two he's brought in his dom's little brother because Dom has to be the, <laughs> Dom, to be, Dom has to be the older he has brother to be the because king that's of the the seniority position or whatever. But when the they king show of the everything, Kylie, <laughs> beautiful chef's kiss on the yeah. time. Uh, but when we see the flashback of them, Dominic Toretto is so much taller than his brother <laughs> at an age where they probably would be near fully grown, and you're right. It is hysterical so much to see how short Jacob Toretto is in comparison to Dom when they are like yeah. 20 or yeah, like yeah, in their yeah. teens or whatever and that's that's such a glaring it's moment weird. of Vin Diesel's insecurities oh. manifesting themselves because I mean at this I point mean, in the, the film the drama's he, there and it's real no, it, I mean for sure and <laughs> in real life it, no in real life but that's no, why Vin, Jacob is so driven to like become for, no for sure but he, he didn't no, need I, I, I think David you're right that's the subtext they were attempting to create yeah <sighs> I think that's overcompensated. Su- I think that subtext works without a comically disparaging height difference, you know. Uh, and but look, Michael Rooker, Michael Rooker, Days of Thunder, man. Okay, can he we talk about Days the Corona? I know. A huge racing film. Can we talk about the Corona placement in this film? Yeah. Because <laughs> it comes out, <laughs> comes out of nowhere with Michael Rooker. What are you talking about? It comes out it. of family. It's no. That's where in the context of the from. franchise, racers drink Corona, Carlos. Come on, why was Dom making Brian drink the Corona? It was because Michael Rooker was drinking the Corona. It, it all comes back to Michael Rooker. <laughs> Uh, but 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 ultimately i would have uh, i think that it lost some of that lightheartedness and i think that i think uh, okay also i think them trying to bring back lucas black um from tokyo drift yeah. who is one of the least charismatic people i've ever seen in my you life you didn't think that was worth and then it? and then it was fine bow wow oh my god but the guy who they cast is like the rocket scientist huge misstep huge misstep i didn't find him interesting at all he was not a callback from a previous film i don't think so uh at least i thought they were all i thought that was the tokyo drift well no because he says who's dominic toretto yeah and if he was from a fast movie he would know who dominic toretto is at least that's my theory that person should have been jimmy o yang who played jin yang Yang. in silicon valley that would have been perfect casting fucking great well no i'm just saying like that whole storyline you have the least charismatic people on screen in Lucas Black yeah, and this that, other guy that on screen like with Luda and Tyrese. Comedic, like there's a comedic element. They tried, to this that and it, work it didn't really work all in that the time. Scene. That being said, 
They went to fucking space. Okay. They went to space. They went to Man, space. That was so good. So that was so good. fucking good. Watching those guys go into outer space in a Pontiac Fiero <laughs> was absolutely. And, and, you say like so as much as I, I get where you're coming from about like the Dom storyline became very heavy more weighted, but the fact that they sent Tyrese and Luda up into space and, and the fact that at some point Tyrese has to talk about what a great driver he is and how that's going to help him in, in space. space yeah <laughs> yeah i mean th- uh the second we saw a rocket launching we knew we knew we knew there we I, go. Didn't know. I didn't know it took me off guard but okay so th- when i laughed out loud was the second bridge set piece the first bridge set piece was when the car jumps onto the rickety wooden bridge, the bridge. yeah and can drive up yeah a As failing yeah because why, why not I laughed out loud. I was laughing. And the people behind me looked behind me and they were laughing. But at that point, I was like, fuck it. Is there a more (laughs) pure emotion at this moment than being in a theater with about 12 people at three o'clock laughing? We're laughing. Yeah. Ours was packed. It feels good. Okay. The second set piece on the same bridge is when Dom approaches it. Mm hmm. Launches off of the already failed bridge, but there is a flailing cable from the wreckage. That was when I was talking about where I laughed right. out loud the first time. And it locked onto a piece of the undercarriage of his vehicle in some manner. Perfectly. That allowed that a he orchestrated on purpose. Several ton vehicle <laughs> to pull against the centrifugal force of the cable against whatever primitive manner it's attached to the earth. Yeah. But swing around perfectly, and at that point, to I hit, know, a, I, hit the side of a cliff. I had already been laughing, and I just continued laughing, <laughs> and I was like, "It's joyous, and it's pandemic, and I it, let's embrace the joy." The, ma- the that's magnet. That's the only shit? way to watch these movies. That's the only yeah. Kylie. It's the only way to watch these movies. And, so and that's my job it, this week, and. Even if it wasn't it was the only way, it's the best way. It is the best way. Because you can. Because if you give yeah, yourself over physics. to the, who cares? If you give yourself <laughs> over to this so. franchise, and Tej even makes a comment about that. Like as long as physics are on our side, like we I got it. And I'm yeah, like, as long wait, as got are numbers. physics on your side as you're driving into space? <laughs> now, I'm prepared to talk about McDonald's being the most popular restaurant in America and not being good for us, and these being very, very. These are great for films. us. This is the film that's breaking us out of the pandemic. It's being called the surge to the theater. Yeah, yeah and it's I'm making all for a ton that. of money. But these movies are great for us because one, they teach us about family. Two. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm barely kidding about that. And two, I don't think you're kidding at all. And two, they're just—it's fun and it's joy and it's just. There's no negativity in these. There's no cynicism. There's just this open, wide-eyed view of anything is possible. Just let it happen. Let's just go with it. Now, the 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 time where it really takes it too far, in my opinion, where it really gets like. Unbelievable. I think I think it's supposed to take it too far one time each time. There are a couple times in this one. Carlos, I stop had a good, I had a good joke. So I what? Oh, interrupted yeah, my punchline. It, it, it took it too far. The one too far. It took it too far. The one that was me rewinding. The one time that it took it too far, it got so unbelievable that it kind of lost me for a second. Is that Ludacris is a nerd? 
Oh, but they've uh, been doing that. I since. know, but I'm saying that's, that's a, a joke. Yeah, sorry. Whatever. I will say sorry, a, a moment where they, where I'm I do sorry. think they took it, maybe not too far, because I don't think they can ever take it too far because it's Fast and Furious. But Dom, like Loki, dies? Question mark? Like falls into like the is no, getting no, beat yeah, up yeah, by like yeah, twenty yeah. guys. <laughs> Shit. Falls into water mm-hmm. and like sees the light. Has, yeah, has the, this really the extended, very yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that You're we've thinking, never even his known brain before. is dead at this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then the next scene cuts to him just like waking Chilling. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had so much fun when um, Dom intercepts uh, not, not Judy Tench. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. That great, was a fun scene. Great scene because you're driving and, and the cops driving. are behind them. Yeah. But they're just having a very casual conversation. Super casual. And then she quickly. Would you get the e brake for me, darling? Yeah. And then they evade the police with I, a I love that police. I got to take. That's so. so it's fun. It's stupid and fun. Yeah, my, it's amazing. my daughter's, the after credit sequence where you get to see mm. Shaw. Where they're headed. You know, punch and that, they're like, so who is he? Because they hadn't seen yeah. him. Yeah. And. I was explaining to them, well, you remember the older woman who drove, who who had Dom with her in the car? That was his mother. And they're like, oh, like they, they're loving it. They're, they're, yeah. they're This they're is hooked. our Star Wars. It's coming in. It's another thing that was great about that scene with Helen Mirren is, and that I hope Vanessa Kirby comes back. I hope so too. I, I think too. everybody's coming back in the next yeah. two. I think the next two are going to be star studded. Hobbs is for he well. They're to. making a Hobbs oh, Cardi and Shaw B. Sequel. Hello, Cardi B. I, I didn't like that. Apparently, there's a whole no, story that behind that, but it I felt didn't, so I didn't read into it a little bit. Yeah, but I I think for I think The Rock has to come back in Part Ten at some point in some capacity, whether him and Vin are in the same the shot. For a second. Yeah, I think and I think they have. I saw like he commented on one of Vin Diesel's Instagram posts like hey. as recently as like a month or two ago. But, in 2021, that means your best friend. Yeah, but another. <laughs> um, great part about that Helen Mirren sequence is that I feel like you could just see it in Vin Diesel's eyes that he was so excited to do that scene with her. With Helen Mirren. She's royalty. I think that he has like a very serious level of respect and admiration for her. And when she said she wanted to be in it, because when she said she wanted to be in it, they wrote her into fate of the furious. Like she wasn't originally supposed to be in that. They wrote extra scenes for her to come in for a day, shoot that scene. And, which speaks to the legitimacy right that this series has, or this franchise has, because we were talking about it earlier. Like in the first one, Vin Diesel wasn't a movie star yet, but like I would say he is now. But also, they have brought in these people. I mean, Jason Statham. They've brought in Helen Mirren. They've brought in The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. I mean, they're bringing in these people that are very credible actors. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt and fucking Russell. <laughs> and they're like, I mean, they're proud to be in it. They're excited to be in it. Yeah. They're and stoked. It's well, this is the height of action. It's, it's a fucking Marvel franchise. Like, aside from like. If you have action films that exist other than superhero films, it's the Fast and the Furious song yeah. right yeah. now. I mean, like, and, you know, we, we have our relationship that we have. Ryan with, Reynolds and Hobbs and Shaw, that's another one. superhero films, yeah. Oh, that Kingsman is a modern one kind of yeah. trying to build it. But it hasn't taken off in the same way. I saw the, same the trailer level, yeah. for the new one. In the yeah. Yeah. But it is. It's like it... Yeah, and I'm honestly, I'm gonna films. I'm gonna put myself out there. As far as cinematic universes go, 
I would much rather live in the cinematic universe of Fast and Furious than I would Marvel. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Hands down. Because, I mean, With all the zaddies, those are your on. choices. <laughs> and, 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 but they certainly understand what they are in a way that I think Marvel doesn't necessarily. I have yeah. a problem with this. I think Marvel takes itself more seriously. I, I do think have we a even problem have to with this uh, film, though. I know we're like getting deep. deep but <laughs> it's all good. I do. I didn't like their formula for the villain. I feel like it was first it was yeah. John Cena, but then maybe it's Otto who uh, was like funding yeah. the whole thing, but then actually just kidding. It only takes like one second for Cipher to take over. Like I, feel I like felt it, like you had to have Jacob come back into the fold. There was no way you were going to bring a new though. Toretto in and not so, have yeah. that Toretto become part of the family. I just feel like there wasn't a clear like every other film has this clear like you are rooting against this person. Like a bond and yeah, villain. we're rooting against him for a bit, but it was a collection. Well, of and bonds. also you have, and you, yeah. and you have Cipher, so. I mean, it's like. And what did she even do? She did nothing. She, she just like she, she, she was in a box and then she escaped. Was she was impersonating the, the drone, time. which I'm sure is setting whatever the epic finale yeah. is. It's setting that up, but it just felt very like yeah. an afterthought. I mean, Cipher's going to be. How a, can we the, use all these stars? The biggest yeah, bad, yeah. probably. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. going to better Cypher's haircut be than the previous film, though. <laughs> and also, Cipher cut. I did not like. It was distracting on film. I, I liked the dreads, it. Though. She's a fucking Oscar winner and she's in these movies you know oh, like, yeah we go, didn't even say Charlize Theron in yeah, our list of oh, movie but to go stars. back to it I mean no, it's great big, to have her has a best actress Oscar and is like fuck yeah Fast and Furious and she's she takes it seriously you can tell she's yeah I have a lot of respect and admiration for Charlize Theron's career love mm-hmm. love her we, we need to do our Fury Road episode yeah definitely that needs to happen okay um, are we gonna are we are we done I don't know well, someone will have to tell us to stop because I, 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 I think we, we probably do have to. Let's. We have a good beer in front of us. It yeah. was good. It was good. You liked it. King of everything. Was it the king of everything? Were we, the, Joe? You're holding the wrong can. This is it. Right yeah. Here. So what with the elephant on it, it was gorgeous. Oh. I yes. thoroughly enjoyed. As the glass would. It's, on, it's a triple IPA. Triple IPA. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. It's very 10%. good. Ten percent. I like it. It's it's delicious. It's fantastic. High ABV that isn't a stout. That's yeah. right up your alley. Right up my alley. Kylie, I can't help but think that in the after hours, which I hope that you'll stick around for, we'll discuss your relationship with beer in a movie. Would love nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say just with beer, and I was like, oh, no. there's not much story there. <laughs> your relationship with being the home site of the studio of beer in a movie. Yeah, yeah that, that is that is true. Yeah. That she is that. No, this uh, is my home. <laughs> there's a malt here that I really enjoyed. When you do those triple IPAs, yeah. you got to throw a lot of malt in there to get that uh, alcohol level up. I, I enjoyed this very, very much. I thought this was a, a good beer and a good new brewery. Thank you for joining us. Well, I I was excited to try it. I always like trying a new brewery, and to me. I was impressed at how much marshmallow came across. Yeah, I told you in this, the nose when I, as which, soon as I smelled you it. You know, you you told me, and then when I, but even when I sipped it, it was there. Yeah, it's there. It, it's I feel it's like pretty I took impressive. It for it's it's like a, you know, it like softens it. It just kind of like makes it. Like, again, we were talking about IPAs. Uh, we talk about them all the time, but like you know, like hop hop character often brings the bitterness and that kind of bite, and it's there. But the marshmallow helps, like, just give it that kind of, like, little soft cushion that you're like, 
Oh yeah, this is super. Definitely helps. It makes it less of a hoppy taste, a hoppy aftertaste. Yeah, yes, a little sweetness on the finish. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, just like watching these Fast and Furious films, like as hardcore and aggressive as they are, yeah, that softening of like, there's a sense of humor to it. There's a little bit of like, (laughs) there's a little self-reflexivity and and a code in there through the through, especially characters like Tej. And uh, and Roman, where you right. get like a little bit of that kind of right. oh yeah, what are we doing here, folks? We're having a good time. Yeah, that's that's we're what we're in the car, grabbing we're a cable, and going off a cliff. Are we immortal? This ten percent will make you feel. But we're gonna invincible. live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. See, it's, what's the important part of the conversation is that with two films ahead of us. This is the landscape of the community. And with the success of Hobbs and Shaw, I believe there will be splinter properties. The two films are the end, though. There will be more spinoffs. Yeah, there will be spinoffs. There will be... For Fast sure. 10 is the end of the saga. Though. Understood, but, but the saga be... is only beginning if we're we'll creating we'll landscapes. Yeah. There's apparently uh, in development uh, all-female cast. I like saw Ocean's that, 8 yeah. style situation yeah. for the Fast with franchise. With Fast and Furious? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I think it's, it's being developed right done? now. Uh-huh. I hope she's not. Yeah. Um, although, you know, that's a separate the art from the artist type of conversation. I, I heard there's going to uh, be a uh, crossover with the Tarantino verse with the pussy wagon. <laughs> 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 Episode's over. <laughs> Episode <laughs> is over. Uh, but, but really... At Thank the end of the day, the EB. Uh, really, <laughs> at the end of the day, the episode never ends because you can always join in on the conversation on all of your favorite social media channels: Twitter at Beer Movie Show, Instagram at Beer and a Movie, Facebook.com slash Beer and Movie TX, Beer and Movie Podcast.com is the home base. You can find a link to listen to all of our past episodes absolutely free. But in case you want to throw a little coin our way so we can pay those rental fees to watch the entire saga all over again, <laughs> patreon.com slash Beer and Movie Podcast, $5 a month gets you a bonus episode every single week uh yeah we talk about beer yeah we talk about movies but we also talk about a myriad of other things uh no subject is off limits in the after hours um and if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts, please rate review subscribe it helps the algorithm do what it do if you leave a written review maybe i will review your review on the show uh but this has been the fast saga Family. Not very fast. Ride or die. (laughs) Until next time. There's nothing more powerful than the love of family. But you turn that into anger, there's nothing more dangerous. (laughs) 